What's up? This is Shanti Shoestring Doss, and you're tuned in to Props. Shoestring in the house. Yo, what's up everybody? This is your girl Shanti Shoestring Doss. Welcome to episode 6 of Props. Hopefully everybody's checking it out on iTunes. Started my own podcast, just trying to, you know, show love and props to all of the artists and producers and athletes that I looked up to over the years and this particular episode is really special for me because this is really where it all started. Oh. Um, I got my shot in 1993 to work with this young man, and he was straight out of Tri-Cities, and it's been an honor. Um, and he's also somebody I still look up to, but more importantly, he's my friend. Um, he's my partner in music and just a, a good guy, and, and I love him to death. Uh, everybody, we need to welcome... A big welcome to the show, sir. Lucius Left Foot. Yeah. Daddy Fat Sax. Yeah. B-O-I. Believe that. Big boy in the house represent Prop Shoestring Doss right here. My homegirl for, man, over 20 years, man. We've been kicking it. It's been it. a long time. I yo. know, man. Since the beginning, LaFace Days. That's who was in the van with me and Andre 3000 riding to do promo and sign autographs at the record stores, which they have no more <laughs> of nowadays. You already know. <laughs> yo, real. I interviewed um, Too Short on one of my episodes, and it was funny. I was like, yo, do you remember what I gave you in 1994? And flat out, he was like, an outcast cassette. And right. it was doing Freaknik. And he said, you came up to me and you said, they going to be big. I'm telling you, this is the next shit. Wow. He's like, and you were right. Damn. And I was like, that's hard. That's you hard, remember man. Remember that, right? Hell yeah, man. Yo, I Snippet can remember tapes. being in the hotel rooms. You and Dre driving me crazy. Fun times, though. Yeah, like, man. We went hard. Yeah. And still still at it, man. Still at it just getting it done, man. You know, man, I, I'm do. just, I'm so proud of you and what you've done. Um, and I really have to just give you your props because it's been 20 years of Outcast, right? Yep, yep. Everything from Southern Playalistic, ATL, and Equimini, and Stankonia, and on those were the four albums that I worked with you on. And the one thing I just feel like, and I'll just throw it out there, a lot of times I feel like, you know, back in the day, people didn't respect all that you put into the game. I think now they do, but you were one of the most witty, clever, and smart rappers out there, and just funny as hell. Yeah, man, I mean, it's just, you know, uh, over time, you know, pe sometimes people, you know, don't catch certain things, you know. I mean, not everybody graduated. And so, you know, <laughs> uh, you had to kind of bring it down a couple of levels for them a little bit without sacrificing your, your artistic integrity. So, I mean, it still it feels good to be here, still doing music at a high caliber and being loved all over the globe, man, and, and still having fun. Big grounds, baby, big grounds. What do you, where do you get your inspiration from, though? Because... Again, you like just if anybody had the opportunity and pleasure to sit down with you, you are funny as all get up. Um, is it your kids? Is it just yeah, your old uncle that you grew up with? Like, yeah, De definitely uncles. You know, I grew up around a lot of cool player, player cool pimp ass niggas. That's where the player vibe comes. Yeah, from. I mean, for my uncles, you know, my uncle Trick, Donnell, Uncle Mooney. Yep. Um, then my uncle Russell brought the weirdo out of me, introduced me to Kate <laughs> Bush, and. Uh, yeah, my kids keep me young, man, and keep me hip to what's going on, you know, with these silly-ass dances, all this whipping and hit that hole and the nay-nay <laughs> and all that shit. So, you know, um, I guess having them at a young age keeps me young, man, and we still just, 
you know, kick it on a daily basis. We listen to a lot of the same music. So, I mean, just to be looked at as a cool dad is a plus in itself, too. No, that's dope. I, I think that's amazing. Um, okay, so we got, we know that you are an artist. We know that you're a writer. But you're also a philanthropist. Tell everybody, like, where did the inspiration come from for Big Kids, Big Kids Foundation, and what is it about? Uh, Big Kids Foundation is my foundation that I started about eight years ago, and it all comes from me wanting to give back um, to the communities like the ones I grew up in. You know, I came from the projects of West Savannah, Georgia, and moved up to Atlanta. How old were you when you moved to Atlanta? I moved to way? Atlanta when I was, like, um, kindergarten. Okay. You know, and then so I was back and forth from Atlanta to Savannah, you know, we was getting evicted out of houses and oh, wow. apartments and stuff. So a lot of hardships, but at the same time, it, it, it built me a certain way to where, you know, to overcome adversity. I've, I've, I've been to the bottom, you know what I mean? And so, Ain't no way but to go up. Um, yeah, exactly. So I, I take my craft serious, and um, I mean, I'm very family-orientated, and, you know, that's my motivation right there. And speaking of being family-orientated, like, you got how many kids? Three. You're a great dad, too. Yeah, thank By you, man. I've seen you around your boys. And yeah, man. Obviously, Jordan, who was the first one to kick it all yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. And you, you've done an amazing job as a father. Thank you, man. You know, that was, you know, one of my what main fatherhood things. fatherhood mean to you? Like, props on just being a great dad, right? Because there's yeah. so many, I hate to say it, but it's a lot of deadbeat dads out there. Yeah, I but mean. But you handle yours as a father. I mean, since day one, you know, um, uh, I always, you know, wanted to be a staple in my kids' lives. And, and I always wanted to you know, have that influence of a mother and a father in the home because mm. my mom and dad weren't together. Um, only up until I was maybe four or five, we all might have lived in the same project house. Mm -hmm. But after that, um, it was pretty much single parents, you know what I'm saying? But I was raised by my grandparents and uncles and aunties and, and cousins and things like that. Was so, your dad around? Yeah, my dad was around. Together? My dad okay. was around. My okay. dad was around. Rest in peace, man. Right. Ch uh, Chico Dusty Sr. He's... Um, he was in the military, um, and he was a, a genius type of guy, man. He was very smart and intelligent, and uh, a lot of that passed down to me, so Absolutely. I'm really thankful for that. No doubt, no doubt. That's that's good stuff. Um, talk to me also about you being an entrepreneur, because I think early on you had the vision. After you had achieved all of your success, right, with Outkast, then you guys started doing movies. You started the Purple Ribbon label, yep. you know, having your own company, um, and pfft, Still, one of the hardest tracks to this day to me is Kryptonite. Exactly. It might have not have gone to number one on the Billboard charts, but right. let you perform that record anywhere. Yeah, anywhere. Especially on this last tour. Yeah. It's like the hardest record, period. Yeah, man. Um, it's We, we started first. Uh, Who did that beat? Uh, the beat was done by the Beat Bullies, my man. Wow. Childhood friend of mine named Nacilo, and this guy named uh, Nikki Blue Eyes. And um, we, you know, had the record label... Um, at first and then you know Dre was like he didn't want to do the label anymore so mm -hmm. I pursued my own label which is Purple Ribbon and I ended up signing um, Scar um, Killer Mike and a young lady by the name of Janelle Monet, and just had a super squad so along with Concrete so they all were actually on Purple Ribbon oh initially. yeah the, yeah yeah I mean everything everybody Concrete um, so I bet it's just, a lot of people out there who don't know that. I mean, they know don't. that they yeah. came under you, but yeah. not that they were necessarily on your label. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Signed every, everybody was on my label, man. And um, I'm, a, I'm a firm believer in not handcuffing the artist, you know mm -hmm. what I mean, mm -hmm. to a point. I like to, you know, watch artists grow and then let them go and be on their own and do their own thing, just Absolutely. like Organized Noise did with us as outcasts. They let us 
grow into being producers and writers and never just try to tie us down. So my reward is seeing them flourish. And I mean, I got a new artist now, Malcolm Next. Malcolm, 14-year-old out of Cleveland, he is the next biggest thing to happen in music. And um, we like seven songs deep into his album. But um, yeah, man, it's just keeping the music going. Tell me how, um, let's go back to Janelle Monet for a second. How did Puff get into the fold with that? Um, Puff got into the fold. He want, he wanted to be involved. Okay. Um, he actually, um, we just needed a, a amp, you know what I'm saying? Because we was doing all we could do, you know what I mean, right. here. And, you know, Puff has a real pop appeal and um, was connect, heavily connected as well as I was, but in different circles. So we thought it would be a good thing to team up and both, you know, champion for this girl and put her in the forefront so everybody knew who he was. And he came in and he played his role, most definitely. That was like one that was, and um, pun intended, that was big of you, though, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. To get another producer, artist involved, right? Because so many guys sometimes, I think, and not even just guys, people in general in this industry, they have egos. Right. And sometimes they don't want to collaborate or they might feel like, well, this person might take the credit. But you looked at the bigger picture of it yeah. for the artist. And at the end of the day, you still getting your paper, right? Yeah, most so definitely. why De- not do something like that? Yeah, definitely not a credit hog. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's not about that for me. It's really about the art and the music and, you know, the branding and things like that. And just, you know, really feeding families. You know what I'm saying? I heard she had a great show here now. So she's last night. Yeah, for sure. She's doing a lot with her group, Wonderland. Yep. Now now she got Wonderland Records over there on Epic Jadena. Records. Yeah. And Classic she, and, man. And just the same way I put her on, she putting on arts. You know I what I'm saying? It. They got a very talented crew over there. The whole Wonderland Art Society. How'd shout you out find to them. her? Um, actually, right here in the studio. I'm, the first time Where? I saw her, she was singing background. For this artist I got named Scar. And I, she used to walk around the studio and just a little cute little girl with an afro and yeah. little sweaters on and shit. And, <laughs> and one time, this is when uh, Puffy's had Justin's around the corner. Yeah. Um, I think that was uh, the three brown girls used to have yep. open mic night. Yep. And went to the open mic night, and Janelle was up there singing some Anita Baker, I believe. And after she finished, I was like, you want to come with Dad? And she was like, hell yeah. I love it. Yeah, for sure. Oh, that's a great story. Yeah, I can't that's wait the real life, the real I deal. I love it. Well, you out here creating families and opportunity for yeah, people. Exactly, man. Each one teach one. I love it. That's great. That's great. Um, talk to us about the first time you had your opportunities as an actor. And is that something you want to pursue? You know, because a lot of times, you know, you, you hear that, you know, artists want to be actors or vice versa or athletes want to be rappers or they want to be actors but it's it's sometimes hard to transition into those other areas but obviously you did a great job and had some amazing opportunities so props to you shout out thank you thank you doing your acting so what's up with that you gonna do some more acting yeah yeah most definitely um the first opportunity i had you know to do i guess well me and dre both were we did the Martin show a long time ago. Wow. Where we performed Thanks one of the funniest. <laughs> yeah, one of the funniest episodes was the one where they had the players ball on it. Yes, I remember yeah. that. And then from there, um, you know, we fast forward to Idlewild. We wanted to have an album um soundtrack to a movie that we made. So Which we, is still classic. Yes, we got with Brian Barber and um we came up with the whole concept of Rooster and Percival and, and the whole nine yards and got a script together and then after I did that then Dallas Austin approached me about being in ATL. Him and Chris Robinson, like, we got a role That's in this right. movie. Yeah, because I went to Dallas' house. and, and That was one of the hardest roles yeah, you ever had. I, I, I'll tell you how it happened. I showed him a private screening of, of Idlewild, and it was like, oh, man, we're shooting this movie, man, and you'll be great for this guy. He was like, okay, it was the villain. And then, you know, the whole wow. movie, 
Chris Robinson just let me ad lib and everything. Most of the stuff I said in ATL wasn't even in the script. That was all me, baby. Are you serious? Most definitely. Yeah. Again, this guy is like the funniest. Y'all have no just idea what fun, you're missing man. out. Just having fun. I love it. So you you got any plans to do any more movies or TV shows? Yeah, I just um shot the pilot for this new TV show on um HBO called Brothers really? in Atlanta. It's just like a mix on say Entourage and Sex in the City. Oh. And um, it's, it's uh, I think Lauren Michaels from Saturday Night Live is the producer. It's his show. Wow. And it actually just got greenlit. So I'll be in probably like three or four episodes of that. Yeah. Three or four episodes well, they of loving, that. They loving the A, huh? Yeah. No, definitely, man. It's, just, it's funny as hell, too. And then I'm also in, in the running to be the music supervisor on the show, too. So oh. y'all just look out for that real soon, man. Brothers in Atlanta, for sure. Daddy Fat Sex Pockets just get bigger and bigger. Man, I just got, well, I got kids. Already? <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. All right. Major props on that. That's, that's good stuff. So. All right, we talked about the acting, obviously Outcast, 20 years of cast. Are you guys going to do any other, like, shows you think as a group? Or I, I, I know, and we're going to talk about Big Grams. Um, obviously, that's going to be the last thing that we talk about because I want everybody to know when they can go pick up the EP. But are you right. going to try to do any tours or festivals on your own or maybe Outcast sponsored, if even if y'all ain't necessarily on I mean, the show? anything's possible, man. You just got to ask God, Jesus, see what Jesus say. Um, you know, JC, that's my yeah, buddy. Yeah, for sure. You I know, be talking to him all the time. Uh, actually, me and Dre, you know, we've been kicking it the whole summer, man. We oh, had our boys, stuff. had our boys for the summer, so we go to Top Golf or go paintballing. And, hey, that Top you know, Golf is the lick. It's, 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 it's the lick. We have so much fun out there with the kids gambling and shit. And, um, no, we've been having really good times, man. It's been a lot of birthdays for our homeboys. So yeah. you might have been seeing us sprinkled around the city, man. Just, you know, kind of clicking up like we did back in high school and just having fun, man. Just brotherhood because we was brothers before this music, man. No so doubt. Just, you know, That's stay tuned. Stuff. Keep your Prop, eyes open. Props to Dre and Big. I, I love y'all. Yeah, no, my I love heart. you too, folks. That's good stuff, man. Have you, have you ever gone back to do anything with Tri-Cities? Yeah. Is that school yeah. open or closed? No, it's now? open. Tri-Cities, actually, I got the... Um, Renee Patton scholarship that I give away there for my big really? kids. Family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm doing, you know, this shit be on the low, man, because I don't yeah, broadcast. I'm telling you. You know, um, the Renee Patton scholarship, which is in honor of my aunt who helped raise me when and I came up to Atlanta. Her. Yeah. She was special. Yep, yep. So it's at Tri Cities High School, and it's through my big kids' foundation. And, you know, we just, you know, try to help us a student a year to keep it going. I love it. I love it. Let's go back and talk a little bit about you being an entrepreneur. So you own this studio. Yes. Right. Yeah. Um. You're about to add apparel. Yeah. You know. To yeah. Line up. Yeah, so man. You got your own sock line. Yep. If yep. anybody that knows you and follows you, like I look forward to what socks you gonna have on, especially like when football season starts. We oh, know yeah. you're gonna be posted up at the crib. Yeah. And it's, it's just gonna be your socks. Exactly. Nah, man. It's um. And you creating this like whole sock culture now. It's 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 Talk been to us about that. Well, you know, we've been doing it for, for years, you know, like rocking the fatigue pants tied up to the knee with the socks pulled up. <laughs> I mean, and everybody started getting into it. And so, Is um, that an A-Town thing? Yeah, most definitely. We, yeah. Well, come on, but we started. Because I know, like, the socks with the, you know, the, the flip-flops. Yeah, yeah, the exactly. thing. Yeah, so um, I did a little, uh, a little a joint thing with Crooks and Castles where we did left foot by Crooks and Castles, and that was real good for us. And so... Just now, I partnered up with um, Andy ha- Andy Hillfigure, oh, um, Tommy Hillfigure, yeah, yeah, yep, yeah, to do um, shout left, out to Andy, Left Foot by Big Boy, and it's um, designed by myself and Rob the Barber. Is my my homeboy. Okay. He's a, a dope graphic artist. He's done things on my um, 
my solo records, if you've seen a lot of the artwork that's come from my man Rob, he's very talented, man. So mm-hmm. did he do the big that. rams? No, no, he didn't do okay. the big rams logo. Okay. okay. Uh, my, my, another one of my homeboys did that, Paul Pisco. You might okay. know why. You know white boy Paul. Yeah, yeah. yeah he did yeah, that. Yeah. So I, you know, I'm the king of putting niggas on, man. For sure. I love it. I love it. I love Left it. Left foot by big boy coming this fall. And it's gonna be. All, we can catch it in all the major retail outlets. Yep, all major retail outlets. Uh, Bigboy.com. Um, just stay tuned, man. Bigrams.com. You'll you'll be able to find out everything that's going on with the kid. Speaking of Bigboy.com, man, you about to do something too. So yeah. we ain't gonna tell them what it is. It's gonna be shirts though. It's coming, man. Yeah, yeah we, it's coming, man. Got a lot of little cool stuff that's going on. That's good stuff. So all right, fast forward to this year. Yep. You started working on this amazing new project. I know when I sat in the studio and you played it for me, I didn't know what to think. I was like, okay, well, it sounds cool. Let me see what it is. Right. Unbelievable. Thank you, man. It's just some different shit. Like, yeah, man. And I love the fact that, like, it's not like you're changing who you are. You're still big, but it's like a great collaboration. It's like a new sound. Yep. And I really think, like, the kids are going to love it. No, it's, I mean, definitely. Can um, you tell us how you started that collaboration and Kind of like, what's the inspiration with the music and the sound? Well, Big Grams is a collaboration between Big Boy and this group called Phanagram, which is like an indie rock electro band. It's one of the dopest that's out there. It's uh, two members, Sarah and Josh. And Josh is a Gemini. Sarah's a Aquarius, so they're Aquamini as well. Mm-hmm. So the energy that we have is great. So how I found out about the group was on a pop-up ad on my computer. I was closing out screens, and then an ad pop up, and the song gets to playing. So, you know me, I'm the king of Shazam and shit, or Soundhound, so right. I Shazammed it, and it came up, uh, Fanagram, Mouthful of Diamonds. And so on my bigboy.com website, I put it up as my jam of the week, mm-hmm. and they reached out to me like, oh, dude, we're fans of your music. And you know straight put them on. Then, then they sent me vinyl, you know, of their project, and was like, hey, we want to work with you. So I went to New York, mm-hmm. and... Um, we kind of talked on the phone there. Then we did a festival out in San Francisco called the Outside Lands Festival. And we met in person. We hit it off. Mm-hmm. I invited them back here to Stankonia. They came and camped out for like a week, man. And we just made some real dope music. I mean, it's like everything that we did was sounded good. And so we ended up doing three songs on my last album, um, one of them being Lines with ASAP Rocky, um, CPU, and Objectum sec- Sexuality. So those were some of the fan favorites. So, you know... Mm-hmm. Then we got the call to do the Outcast tour, and so me and Dre toured for like a year, and Fanagram was on a lot of the dates. Oh, And okay. so after the tour, we was like, man, let's hit the studio. So as soon as me and Dre came on tour, not even a week after the Outcast 20, mm-hmm. we started back in October, November, recording here in um, Stankonia. Then I would fly to L.A. and record some, and then they come here, and I do that, and we pass stuff back through email, and we went and took it to L.A. Reed again, the man who... You know, believed in me from day your, one, and, your and father in music, exactly. And yep. he just went crazy and loved it. So um, it's coming out on Epic. That's I can't great. tell you the exact date because it's like a surprise. But All if you right. go to BigGrams.com or at BigGrams on Twitter, um, BigGrams on Facebook, like you'll you know be updated with what's going on. But we just shot the video for the first single, which is called "Fell in the Sun." And we also did the photo shoot and all that stuff. So it's, it's coming, man. It's gonna be a good fall, baby. Merry Christmas. I love it. Y'all heard it here, Big Grams. You need to make sure you stay up on what's going on with them on social media so you can cop that as soon as it drops. Yes, ma'am. Now, the last thing I got to give you your props for, like, who the hell knew you could DJ? Like, really? Like, come on. 
Hey, man, DJ Daddy you, Fat I'm Scratch. Just, I'm going to start calling you Slash. Hey, man, hey, man, DJ Daddy Fat Scratch. You feel me? Oh, um, wait a minute. I love yeah. it. Oh, yeah. No, most definitely. <laughs> Are you serious? T- put the TM behind. I got yeah. Hey, hey, Shay, we got to get that GoDaddy up so I can go on trademark that thing real quick tonight. I love it. But, um, yeah, I, I started DJing actually after the Coachella show mm-hmm. and, you know, was getting a lot of calls to, you know, come out and do stuff. You for, did like, something while you were out there? Yeah, me and uh, Solange and uh, a couple of odd future guys DJ this Levi's party. Oh, wow. Um, so we dope. had fun. And then um, I got my own turntables and um, Ray, uh, D- DJ Darth Fader. Um, <laughs> he, he showed me the ropes. Darth Fader? Yeah, he showed me the ropes, it. man, of how to work it. And, you know, from being a um, a producer and working with MPC and SB12 and different drum machines, mm-hmm. it was just really fun just to get on there and just, you know, kind of wild out to all the kind of music that so I love. So you got Serato and the whole I got the whole, whole, whole shebang boom Wow. So, so when yeah. y'all need a DJ, all y'all corporate folk, yeah. you know what to do. Holla at your boy. We had him out there in uh, Virginia Beach. We had girls twerking, big girls with glow sticks in their mouth. <laughs> we had girls kissing, girls kicking their, kissing, kicking their shoes off. I mean, we'll, we'll set the party off for you. Hilarious. Mm-hmm. Now, you just touched on something real quick about being a producer. Yeah. Tell, tell me some of the bigger records that you produced. Um, uh, Elevators, AT Aliens, Miss Jackson, Bombs Over Baghdad. Me and Andre 3000 and Mr. DJ we had a production team called mm-hmm. Earth Tone 3. So yep. a lot of that stuff, the art of storytelling, part two and three and things like that. Um, yeah, the whole world. Like, uh, me and Dre started producing on our second record on and, ATL. And like you said, props to Organize for allowing you guys <clears throat> to kind of, you know, craft some other unique sounds of your own. Yeah, definitely. Like, they... they um, Set the pace and the tone. They showed us... And then they allowed you guys to, to be creative. To do our thing, you know? So we That's started... On ATL, we started, you know, messing with equipment and playing around with beats and stuff. So since that album, we, if you look at the credits on the records, we produced chunks and chunks, if not, you know, half to three quarters of each one of our records after Southern Play. Let's get this been a, a, a you great still experience. Send me publishing checks come in, Shotty. Oh yes, yeah, in perpetuity. <laughs> <laughs> It's <laughs> a know new word for y'all. That yeah. means forever. 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 <laughs> that, that means forever, nigga. Forever, 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 ever, ever. Ever, ever. So your kids, kids, yeah. kids can get some cheese. You feel me? I love it. Yeah, I love man. It. I mean, okay, so father. You're a pretty dope interviewer, Shanti. Thank you, man. So you need to invest in the radio yeah, show so we can props. do this. You do know I went to Syracuse and my major was I radio. Know, I already know, man. I was props. on Z89 as a college radio DJ. For sure. Holding it down for the south up north up top. Right, but my, This is my real love, though. Bro, that's dope, so man. So I said, you know what? I'm going to do it on my own. I got the, you know, the ghetto version of it. You know, this is the upgrade to the pod, to the <laughs> podcast tonight in the studio, but I don't always have the good fortune of being in the studio. So I got freeconferencecalling.com, call you up. Actually, I'm interviewing my man, Michael Bivens, tomorrow. Right. I mean, the good thing is <clears throat> you've watched me grow in this industry, right? Yep. I was always that chick who, I mean, look, I, I love to, date guys and do my thing like anybody else but I was always about my business and I made Definitely. sure dudes respected me and so the I'm fact that I can hang out with you and my homeboy and get you to do something for me get a too short to get on the phone right out the gate KG Naughty by Nature it's just such a blessing that people are showing me love and I'm like man somebody gonna buy into this content you know because yeah. people pay for content now oh so yeah most definitely I it's mean, been my, my dream to get back you know I, I can't vouch that you always been about that business boy back when we first started but <laughs> 
Me and Dre used to knock on that hotel door so many times <laughs> in the middle of the night. I'm talking about. We was like in the tiny box. She was like, What's that she one? Like, she was like, What y'all want? We ain't over. Got the chain on the door, yes, boy. Sir. I'm talking. We'll go back to back. Dre knocked and I knocked. We're talking about being on the road with this girl for months at a time. That shit was wild as hell, boy. Hey, man. I just. <laughs> so I can attest to that. I already know. I know how you I get just down. wanted y'all to respect me. Yeah, but look at him. We still here. I ain't, you know, shit. I got mine off when I needed to. Mm-hmm. That's why I tell these little girls, ain't nobody telling you you can't do what you got to do, but handle your business, right, bro. Right, right, right. No, it's, no, it's, day, this young generation. No, it's cool to be a hoe these days. That's what they Man, done. that ain't they cool. Done, they, done, they done made, hey, man, they done made that whole shit cool, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's cool to be a hoe and it's cool to be a sucker ass nigga too. So I mean, sucker shit winning right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, we finna change all that. That right, that right. That, that right. Let, so let me just let me just finish this. So we said father, friend, producer, artist, writer, actor. DJ, actor, actor, entrepreneur. Like, damn man, I almost feel like crying. Like, you know how freaking proud of you man, I am. I appreciate like, it, man. Props in a big way, for real big. Like, and you got such a, again, pun intended, such a big heart. Yeah. And it's it's all about blessings, man. I mean, whatever you put out in the universe, man, it's gonna come back to you, man. And um, I just like I like to see people win. You know what I mean? They like to call me the, the king of giving niggas shot. I, I mean, all day long, man. And, I love it. You know, you seen me since you know I was 17 years old, That's man. Right. And so, still here, still excited about music. Um, and I'm going to say this publicly. I am your daughter's godmother. Exactly, Mundo. And I was a terrible-ass godmother for years because <laughs> I was up on my grind trying oh, to go from VP to senior VP to that, 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 that. But Jordan, if you're listening, this your godmama. It's all about to change. That's right. I'm in a different place in my life now. And just like you, like I realize what it means to really empower and give back and it's an honor to be following in your footsteps and sitting on the board of Big Kids Foundation, and I'm going to really step up and be that godmother I need to be. Oh, that's right, man. You know she love you to death, man. All day, all day. And she right now, you know, she at that age right now where she need that guidance, you know what I'm saying, from like a big sister, like a big sister, you know what I mean? We got to like be close to the ones that really need it. Yeah, exactly. She's um, majoring in psychology at Auburn right now. It's her third year. I'm proud to say she's an A-B student. Um, That's great. Yeah, man. So she already know, man. Daddy was there all the time. She ain't got to worry about no, no, no dude trying to, you know, pay up, pay up bills, nothing like that. Right. Like, I mean, she get if 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 a dude can't do what daddy do, then you don't need him in your man. life. You know what I'm saying? And you and, and, and I was there every step of the way, and just to be proud of her now and seeing that she's grown to be a responsible young woman with street and book smarts, even though she didn't even grow and up. And you in the hit hood. on something real quick, like. Being able to be smart and have book sense, but also have the street sense. Yeah. And I think that's what's missing with some of the kids in this generation. They either got one or the other. And I'm just grateful that, you know, with my upbringing that I was able to have both. And it's so important that you raise your kids like that. And so kudos to you for raising boys and a fine young lady. Yeah, man. And obviously shout out to Shalita. Your beautiful wife, who yep. we love, yep. who's yep. doing her thing too. Exactly, man. It's like the patents, man. Hey. When is that reality show coming? Hey, but that ain't even made for TV. <laughs> They've been trying for so long, like so all these reality shows. Like, but I'm kind of glad, like everybody yeah. ain't gotta do no, it. You know, man. I mean, no, no disrespect to those that do it. Uh-uh. You know, because I like, really like Ti's, and I think they do a good job of I like, putting a positive message out I, there. I like all of them. I'm a cheerleader for foolishness, so <laughs> I like the fights, the drink throwing, the bitch I beat your ass. I like all that stuff. Like I'm, I'm tuned in. 
them DVR'd out. Man, but, I, some of it I just can't do. You know, it, but, I mean, it's know. just like, you know, with so much of your life in the spotlight, you want to kind of keep home, home. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it can't be like getting to bed and with your wife. And that's another way to give you props. Like, you respect and value the privacy of your family. Yeah. And family time is family time. Can't, like, you get know, in the bed. Going to your kids' football game. No, nah, you get in the bed with your wife and it's a nigga with a boom mic over the bed. <laughs> Y'all, y'all, y'all laying there trying to act like y'all don't see everybody in the room. Huh? Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying for real. How you gonna got down get your rocks off like that? Oh man, that's yeah. hilarious. That's just real talk. I love it. So I think me. So you know, I'm actually out here speaking at these colleges. I'm um, trying to empower the youth. So I'm gonna try to tap into you for a couple of dates. Yeah, so I'm, come out I'm there with and it. Talk to the kids. I'm with it, man. I'm with it. I'm all Let's in. Let's have man. some fun, man. Yes, yes. All right. Any, any, any funny stories before we go? Any like L.A. Reid stories we ain't never heard or? Organize um, something funny you can tell us. Uh, LA and what Reed was it like story? being young working with LA? Like, well, I could tell you a funny story. With LA Reed is when, um, when Players Ball first, it, when it came out and, and it went uh, gold and went, it was six weeks number one on Billboard. Yep. And we were had a show a night at the Masquerade. I never forget this. Mm-hmm. It's the middle of the daytime. LA Reed pulled up in the old school Ed Murphy's uh, Beverly Hills cop limo with the boomerang on the back. <laughs> And we were standing outside smoking. He was like, y'all niggas went number one, nigga. He was hanging out the sunroof. Then that nigga just pulled out. Boom. That nigga just left. And so, he come in? No, 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 no. He just went, came and tell us that the record was doing good, man. I and love the, it. And to this day, man, and I And you I know love what's funny is L.A. used to send me. Yep. Like, I, I used to have to represent L.A. to a lot of the outcast stuff because I think at first, I mean, you know, he was an R&B dude yeah. and a pop dude. And I give him all props and respect because he gave me my shot, you know, at my first real job. But it was hilarious. So yeah. that's how I got so close to y'all because, yeah, man. Definitely. You definitely was the, in, in the media. For real, man. But it all worked out. We hist- we still here, man. I love Strong, it. And man. I'm glad that he's still supporting you guys. Hell so yeah. Shout out to L.A. Reed. And Sylvia Rome for sure. No doubt. That was my other old boss. You know what I, mean? I just left Sylvia. You got some good ones behind yeah, you. Yeah, man. You know, Sylvia was the first person that gave me and Dre a shot at having a label. She That's gave right. A, uh, Sylvia helped, helped us buy this studio. Uh, Did she really? Yeah. It was Boss Town Studios. Bobby Brown owned it. That's right. And um, we saw Bobby Brown at a concert in um, North Carolina and I he was gone. He was like, nigga, y'all could have a studio. <laughs> and so we told our manager at the time, Michael Blue Williams, that Bobby said we could have a studio. He was like, man, get the fuck out of here, man. Bobby bullshitting y'all. <laughs> so we looked up, and the studio was like in foreclosure or something, mm-hmm. and we bought it. We've been here 15 years, and I just bought it. I own it all out right now. So it's, it's Stank On Your Studios slash Purple Ribbon Studios. I love it. Yes, man. ma'am. All right, Sylvia Ron, good job. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. She supported me when I came back here, so it's all love with that. Well, again, thank you for being on Props, my new podcast on Outca- on um on yeah. iTunes. Yeah, your Props Cast. <laughs> yes, sir. It's yeah. uh, episode six. You heard it here first. My friend, my brother. Daddy Fat Sacks. We're going to go and make sure we support that big gram. Yep. We're going to go out and buy them socks. Malcolm, Malcolm up next. We're going to get you the DJ for the next big event. Hey, man, we got got a lot of stuff on the horizons, man, so just stay tuned. Tell Everything them how they big. can reach you on social media. Um, You can get me um on Instagram. It's the real big boy because it's a flexing ass niggas out there trying to be me. On Twitter, it's at B-I-G-B-O-I. <laughs> on Facebook, it's big boy. Um, Tumblr is big boy, too. And I got a Snapchat. It's the real big boy because it's the fake-ass Snapchat big boy out there, too. <laughs> so, yeah, man, we out here. You feel me? Props. Peace out. Yeah. Yeah.